Welcome to This Is Only a Test, episode four for March 25th, 2010. Smith with me as always Norman Chan as always hello well I figure you know we've done three four episodes now we've reached as always status right okay so this week I've been stuck in the home office Norm well I've been back in the office which has been really nice because I was out sick all last week which Mm -hmm. was a drag Mm -hmm. um Norm has actually uh been in Vegas for the last couple days I was in Vegas um just for two days one night CTIA CTIA. What is CTIA? What does it stand for? Do you still remember? Cellular Telecommunications Industry Association. Okay. And it is all about the cell phones. It is only about the cell phones. Hmm. Seemed like, from what I saw from, from afar, seemed like the big news is Android, 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 mm-hmm. and then a little itsy bitsy teeny bit of Windows Mobile. Yes. And Palm had the, the frumpiest and saddest looking booth well, attendants. I mean, beating on Palm is the new hating Foursquare, right? So it's – I'm not going to beat on Palm. No, I, I, I wish Palm the best. I, they might have missed some opportunities last year. Um, what, do you think the Sprint exclusivity was probably not a good idea after all? Well, who knows? Sprint, Sprint's looking to be a pretty good network, especially with the big announcement. So let's, let's just so let's, yeah, let's right, go down the right list. into it. Okay. okay. Big, big thing I'm most excited about is that Sprint 4G phone. Yes. It's an HTC phone. Tell us all about it. So it's interesting that you say the thing that you're most excited about because this CTIA was really about how to, how to launch a product, how to announce a product. And we had two big cell phones come out at CTIA launch completely differently. Samsung had one and HTC had the other, right? So Samsung had their Galaxy S, both okay. Android phones, uh, similar specs. At least Galaxy S was everywhere. The biggest banners. So like everybody, all people were demoing Android software and stuff like that. If you went to the Samsung booth, which was considerable, really big, every counter had a Galaxy S. If you walked around, banners for the Galaxy S everywhere. So it was like the droid was at CES, basically. Exactly. But it's not available yet, right? But it's not. they haven't even announced a partner for the carrier. All they've said Hmm. is that here is our four-inch cell phone with our own processor, one gigahertz, ARM-based. Um and a AMOLED screen, okay. and it runs Android 2.1 with our special UI, you know, our enhancements called they call it the S-Life. Samsung S Life yeah. UI. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting because it seems like it's sim- very similar to the Nexus, same resolution, same probably the same screen. It, well, no, it's Samsung makes the screen. Okay, is it Snapdragon? No, because Snapdragon is made by Qualcomm, oh, right, right. and this is their own. So it's a Samsung phone through and through, but with no partnership, no carrier announcements. Huh. That's interesting. And, but it was everywhere. You got to play with it, and it was really nice. On the other side, though, you had the HTC announcement. That was at, made actually at Sprint. And this phone... It looks super sexy. It is the one. And that shows how much you care about specs. And specs apparently dominates all the tech. You mean, you mean when somebody goes to the store, they're looking at iPhone 3GS and Droid or this new 4G thing or what, theoretically, in some sort of magical wonder phone store where you can buy every device in one store. Sure. People are looking at screen resolution and amount of memory and clock speed of the CPU. I mean, do people really look at clock speed of the CPU on a smartphone? You, you know, the people who talk about it care, 
I'm not sure that people go into the store care. They care about the user experience. I mean, that's one of the reasons the Nexus One has not been doing so well is because no one sells, no one can try it. You can't go into a store and try it. Whereas Droid has been doing pretty well because Dude, the droid, well, and they're spending can, a buttload of money on right advertising. because there's advertising. So it's almost like the Nexus One and Droid story, except now it's the Galaxy S and the HTC Evo 4G just for spring. I mean, now I think people are starting to see why I'm so excited about Android. If you look at the the kind of incredible pace of iteration and the really slick UIs that HTC and Samsung are putting on top of the Android kernel, um, it, it, I mean it's it's really interesting, and they're iterating at such an incredible pace. And this is even this is all pre Froyo, right? This is all pre Froyo. They're all running 2.1 at most. So let's get into actual details so, of the, the Evo. Hold on, I, I, we haven't talked about Froyo yet. I want to make sure everybody knows what it okay. is. Um, Froyo is the next major update to Android, which we don't know what the number is going to be yet. I would assume either 2.2 or 2.5. I don't think it's going to be 3. I mean, do you? No. Yeah, so – and it's due at an indeterminate period of time yeah. in the not-too-distant future. But ju- judging from history, it will probably be soon because, yeah. like you said, they iterate pretty quickly. So the Evo 4G, just for Sprint, made by HTC, and the only place that you could actually see this was at the HTC booth. They had it behind some glass. Uh, we got to play with it. I got to play with it at an. Uh, did you play with it or did you test it? I got to test some of its features okay. at a uh, private event. And this thing is everything the iPhone wants to be. It's huge, right? It's, it's no? the. So you know there's the HD2 that HTC makes sound. This is a separate problem with HTC, how they have so many SKUs. This is the best HTC phone they've ever made. It's 4.3 inch screen. Not um, that's significantly larger than an iPhone, though. I mean, it is. iPhone like is 3.2, I think. Something, yeah. And uh, this one is 4.3, which I think is the same as HD2, but it has a ton of things HD2 doesn't have. So it has the 8 megapixel camera on the back, with two LEDs for lighting. Okay. Has a 1.3 megapixel camera on the front on the top right hand corner. Oh, so it has the video conference camera. So it has the video conference. Oh, that's hot. And you know it's going to be powerful enough. It runs the uh, the one gigahertz Qualcomm. Right, right. But you know it's going to be fast enough because they say it can also do 722 30 FPS video. So it's essentially like a flip camera, a phone, web browser. And what's the resolution on the screen? Do we know? The screen resolution is 800 by 480, which is the so same as the, same as, the as the Nexus. Yes, in the but it's, the screen is bigger, 4.3. And it runs the Sense UI. So you can do the pinch out for you know your different tab windows. You can pinch in and it has you know, the, the, uh, the, the big clock and... Everything typical of HTC. Right. And the other thing that they did on that phone, I, I think it may have been the Samsung video. I can't remember which one. But they have like a zoom out and see all of the different that, that's what home I mean. screen. Yeah. That's the home screen thing. You pinch out and you could see your different home screen tabs per se. So it's, it's very similar to the WebOS kind of card metaphor where mm-hmm. you, but you it's zoom screens. out. It's, it's, home, it's screens. home screens rather yeah. than applications. Okay. And so it has two technical features that no other phone has uh, so far. One is the Wi-Fi hotspot. So oh, because okay. So it's the you flip the switch, run the application, mm-hmm. and all you the five people in your immediate vicinity can eight, reach eight off people. Of your it becomes a hotspot, oh, and it works because Sexy. it's a four G phone. So it's using WiMAX though. It's clear it's using WiMAX, WiMAX network, yep. clear wire WiMAX, um, and up to four up to eight people can connect. They couldn't say whether you can actually use a phone and also have eight people connect, but really defeats it will kill the MiFi. I mean, there's no reason to buy a MiFi if your phone can do it. And they say That's it, true. it's actually more powerful, has more battery life than uh, the HD2 has a 1500 milliamp battery. You know, it's it's interesting because the let's go back to the the, the portable hotspot thing. Okay, that is an incredibly sexy feature for a smartphone, mm-hmm. and there's really very little reason other than the telecoms wanting to gouge you more mm-hmm. that that isn't a feature on every phone that's out today. Yeah, they didn't say you know how much they would charge for that, but oh, that's gonna be a premium. 
Yeah. I mean, you think so? Sprint's doing it for free on the pre. Or sorry, Verizon's doing it for free on the pre plus, right? Well, to get 4G, 4G service is going to be more expensive. Well, 4G is going to be more expensive because you're looking at what, six megabit downloads or something like that, P, mm-hmm. rather than one mm-hmm. and a half megabit or more or less for, mm-hmm. for standard 3G. Yep. And also it comes with an eight gigabyte micro SD card, which, which like, you know, it's, it's typical of HTC. The phones don't come with a lot of memory. You're going to have to use a micro SD card. And that is actually the one thing that Android supports well is having external storage. Uh, both Windows Phone 7 series, it's going to be no micro SD card at all. And of course, you know, Apple, all the memories built in. But SanDisk did announce a 32 gigabyte. They actually released it. It's on sale now. $200. You can get a 32 gig micro SD card. So, oh, so you can fill you your can slot to max capacity? Yes, that's right. So you can have, you know, whenever the HTC Evo 4G comes out, right. you can put 32 gigs in the micro but that's, SD card. That's the peak. That's as big as micro That's as big SD as micro SD is ever going to get without going to another type of yes. uh, reader and a new spec for their cards. Yep. So the other which, big is, feature, which is on the on, I mean that's coming. It, it's it's it's, it's not for yeah. a while. Yeah. Thirty two gigs is a lot of space. So the other big feature is that it. I think it's the first phone I know that has an HDMI port. I don't think I've seen any other phones with HDMI ports. So it's not a, a straight HDMI port. It's going to be the micro HDMI port. You'll need right. to adapt it to plug it into a TV, but you will be able to plug it into a TV. Um, and play HD video because it plays seven, you know, 720p, 1080p video just fine. That's that's pretty exciting. So for me, the big exciting thing is this is the first phone that makes me want. I mean, I now have no excuse to stick with iPhone. You've said this for every Android right, phone that's I, I, come right, out but so far. There have been you said this for the Droid. Right. You said it for the Nexus. So with the Nexus, Nexus was going to be that phone, but there was no multi-touch when the Nexus came out, and also Nexus, I couldn't. I had to you know drop my carrier. And there was no 3G unless you use T-Mobile, which is crappy. I mean, right. Here, well, they no, fix that now, but right. but there there is no excuse now because it's on 4G, it's on WiMAX. the The technical specs are way beyond anything the iPhone is right now, and you know who knows what Apple will come out with this summer. Uh, but you can't even say that oh, I've invested so much in the in apps because why you know all my apps will transfer to an iPad. And so I can use the iPad. Oh, so iPad. you think the iPad is your out for the for your iPhone addiction? Yeah, so the iPad will be my out hmm. so to justify all the purchases. And my phone, I can get the HTC Evo 4G and use that as a Wi-Fi hotspot so I don't need to even buy the 3G iPad because I can just use the phone as You're going to buy the, the 3G iPad. Well, I'm saying now there's no reason to. If, but my, phone, if my phone is a hotspot, why would I need to pay extra $30 a month hmm. to get unlimited? That Remember, originally I wanted to consider... Killing my phone's data plan, not getting a 3G iPad, and then getting a MiFi and using that for the, the data network. But I can now, see that. if the MiFi is built in, if that functionality it's is unnecessary. built in the phone, that kills an extra yeah, device. That's true. Even if you pay an extra 20 bucks a month, you're still 40 bucks up on a MiFi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, hit the Samsung phone real quick. Okay, so we, we talked about that. There's the 4 inch right. OLED, uh, 1 gigahertz, nothing too special. It is pretty much a Samsung version of the Nexus one. Okay. But it's all Samsung parts inside, mm-hmm. all Samsung. Okay. Yeah. So not super exciting, but interesting. And it's is it a CDMA phone or a GSM phone? They, I don't think I, I don't remember. Or probably it's probably yeah. going to come in both yes. trim. Okay. What else out of uh, uh, Dell? The Dell. Oh, the Dell Mini 5. Yes. Don't call it the Mini 5 because. The Dell not Mini 5. It's the Dell Maxi 7. Name. It's the D-pad. It is the D-pad. Well, we'll say D-pad. You put the T-pad in a D-bag? Uh, no, not terrible. so much. Okay. Um, Be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Fi- the Dell 5-inch tablet. 
It's an Android-powered tablet. It is Android-powered. It was running only uh, 1.6. So Cupcake or Eclair? Not Eclair. Eclair is 2.1. Pig Latin so, or? So, something earlier. October. Um, and you know how everyone says the iPad is the giant iPod Touch? You know, and there's arguments for it. <laughs> there's no way you cannot say the Dell 5-inch tablet is not a giant Android phone. It is... Just because it is because a it is larger a, size, it is Android a larger, phone. larger size. You can phone. hold up to your you can hold face it to your and face make calls. and make calls. Uh, I asked them specifically why they chose five inches. They said because it's the perfect size for either putting it in your back pocket or in your purse. I I, I don't know if I can. I, I I don't know if it's justified. Um, there are a couple hardware buttons. So, okay, so let's just put this in perspective. Five, this this thing looks like it's about the same size. As um, one of those things that, like, your restaurant bill comes in. Like, yes. Yeah. There's right? actually a significant bill. Little credit card slot yep. and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, you, you can't put it in your pocket. Even if you have cargo pants, it looks like it's going to be a tight squeeze. I don't really and know. My wife what tells me cargo pants. I don't aren't really know cool what they're anymore. doing with it. I mean, is it supposed to replace your phone because it can make phone calls? Is a phone something you want in your backpack? Maybe it's like for business and, people. Maybe it's an enterprise thing. So that, like, people who need a little computer. Like a sales guy for an office issue phone, it might be kind of cool because he has his phone, he has his computer. I, I don't know. It seems a little big to me. You know, someone makes a point. It is actually about the size of a DSi XL. So mm-hmm. if you can put that in your pocket, you could probably put this in your pocket. I don't. I. I. You know, I handled Bomb's DSi XL. Manhandled it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could fit that in my pocket. Well, I don't think you would want that to be your primary mobile device. It's a man it's purse a thing. thing. I, I, is it, it, thing. it is a total man purse thing. Hmm. They couldn't confirm with pricing, but they said, you know, look at the specs. It's one similar specs to Nexus, bigger screen. So my estimate right now is it's going to be 600 bucks, 600 to $650. Wow, 650 is, bucks. Well, I mean, Nexus one is 530 So It's the kind of thing that they're going to sell for $1.99 with a two-year contract, two-year data plan attached to it, right? Yeah, that's data plan will, will pay for some of it. So speaking of data plans, can we talk about the Sprint CEO's okay, uh, what he was talking? I mean, at CTIA, he basically said in two three years we won't be p- buying minute and text based plans anymore um, because it's dumb. It's a dumb way to buy mobile service. I mean, basically, what we're buying is uh, data that goes over the wireless network, and he's suggesting that in a matter of months rather than years, we'll be billing, we'll be paying our cell bills based on the amount of data transferred. Which I think, as somebody who hardly ever calls anybody and uses a boatload of data, I, I'm actually kind of excited about because it, it means I'll be able to cut way back on minutes mm-hmm. or you know turn the minutes off and still use a pretty limited amount of data. You know, if they can gouge money, I don't think it'll go that way if they make more money this way. You think? Yeah, they'll, they'll do well, whatever but- they can to make sure you pay, or not necessarily you, but someone who doesn't know as much to pay as much oh, as it, it's Oh, it's a new way to get screwed, for sure. But I think for educated consumers, we should be able to get much better deals um, on data and wireless. Especially, I mean, especially if you look at all the data that my wife and I use on the iPhones. I mean, combine those two things. Especially if we can route calls over Wi-Fi at home mm-hmm. rather than you know going out on the network. I should look at a pretty significant savings just based on the fact that ninety percent of the time when I'm using my phone, it's at the office where I have Wi-Fi or at home where I have Wi-Fi, and I'm already paying for broadband connections. So okay, so interesting tidbit there on Sprint. What else? What else out of CTIA? Can we talk about uh, your your celebrity encounter? Sure. So no convention is complete without a celebrity sighting. 
And, you know, at CES this year, I got to see Lady Gaga, a uh, shell for Polaroid. Because that was what you, you're, you're a huge Lady Gaga fan. Uh, that's right. Poker I, Face I, I is wanted, your I want, song. I, I, only on Rock Band. I, only, I got to see her wear a hat made of her own hair. Uh, at CTIA. disturbing as hell, man. <laughs> celebrity sightings were scarce. There's only one celebrity I saw. It was at the Marvel booth. And I thought it was Carrot Top. I could have sworn it was Carrot Top. I would have put money on it being Carrot Top because it was Las Vegas and he does a show at the Luxor. But it ended up being Sean White. Well, Sean White's cool. He won a lot of gold medals and stuff. Yeah, I guess he's an American He's hero. the greatest snowboarder of all time. Right. He's snowboarding Tony Hawk. And you love Tony Hawk. Uh. Okay, what's next on CTIA? Windows Phone 7. Ooh, Windows Phone 7. Was it everything you dreamed it would be? Uh, actually, no. So uh, Microsoft had their own booth there you know, to interact with developers, getting them to program XNA Silverlight. And they had... I mean, in fairness, it's, a, it's pretty soon since they announced it and since the buzz, or mixed stuff, rather, sure. last week. Sure. I mean, it's, it's still new. Th- they had the same hardware, the same, you know, it's prototype phone. Um, that, And the, the guy confirmed, you know, this phone was, it met the minimum spec requirements uh, of set by Windows Phone 7. So it, every, the UI is going to be at least as fast as this. But it's still, it wasn't that impressive. It was kind of bland, was actually. Was it sexy, like Zune sexy it or no? It was super bland. Maybe it was because the hardware, you know, no. Uh, I'm sure uh, it's still uh, like developer LED prototype screen. stuff. I mean, just going through the going through the app list was just one long list of apps. You know, checking out the phone dialer, it looked like a, a really boring calculator. It it just wasn't that exciting. Hmm. Maybe it's is it because you're a Windows hater? No, maybe maybe it's because it didn't have all the integrate all the uh, all the. The data integrated, maybe if it had a full friends list or people list and had Twitter. Oh, feeds so and you stuff. think because they didn't have the Facebook pri- profiles or was attached? Yeah, to maybe, it was maybe they didn't have everything to fill out the, the OS. It, it was pretty bare bones. One thing they did confirm was that you know how there's going to be Xbox Live integration, like like on the phone there will be a Zune hub, right? And the Zune hub will be like the Zune app where the phone turns into your Zune and turns into a music player. Ooh. Xbox Live will be its own hub. It will be its own app. So you will have to turn into the games mode to get Xbox Live integration, which means that on the, the people list won't have Xbox Live integration. So if I go in my contacts list... So even though you're my Facebook... So even though you're my Facebook friend and, and my Twitter real life friend, friend and, and my Twitter and, friend and, and, and my and contact friend, friend, you know, the Twitter and Facebook, that will be t- that will be tied to the people list. Right. Like when you click my name... Like the contacts get, Like the contacts. But Xbox Live will not be integrated that way. Oh, that's fucking lame. You have to launch the live app and people will be sorted there by their usernames, not their real well, names. Well, I mean... That defeats the whole purpose of having a unified contact list. For Xbox Live, for games. Of course, on the other hand, I do kind of like keeping, I mean, like my Xbox Live friends list is 90% people Strangers. who aren't real like, friends. Real friends. That you don't yeah, have phone like, numbers. Like, and that's, yeah. that's part of the reasoning. I mean, I can say that. But, but many of them are Facebook friends. Sure. So, I mean, it's a little. It would be nice to have that all integrated in one. Well, it, but... when it, I mean, for the places that it makes sense, it definitely should be. I mean, if you're in both places, it seems like it, it makes, uh, whatever. We'll see how it is. It's still pretty far out. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see anything from them. Until October or November at the latest. Can we talk about Juju for a minute? Sure. Are we excited um, about Juju? This is the former Tech Crunch Tech Pad mm-hmm. pa- Crunch Pad. I'm excited in the sense that I want to see it, but I, I would, at this point, I'm not very interested in buying one. This is a product that got a massive, massive hype boost based on Apple's iPad announcement. Yes. 
Because up until that, up until iPad, it was like, oh yeah, MIDs. Which which is slaves, a credit, which is cares, a total blah, blah, credit blah. to Michael Arrington and you know his foresight that tablets would be the product, yeah. would would be a a huge product category. But you know he, he getting it done didn't happen. And, but it's shipping now. You know, Juju as, as the Juju as the current incarnation. It's what like five hundred bucks. It's five hundred bucks for a twelve. Think of it though. It's twelve inch capacitive screen. Pretty big. That's a pretty big capacitive screen. Yeah, that's big a, screen. near the limits for capacitive. Yes. So, okay. If you look, look at, I mean, compare price wise, it's between a sixteen gig, you know, iPad or a four gig Juju. But the Juju has you know three inches more. Screen. But four gigabyte. What's the resolution on the screen? Uh, I think it's something by seven six eight. I don't think it's very high. It's t- probably ten twenty four or twelve eighty by seven sixty eight. Yeah, it's, it's right? not. It's not very high. Hmm. It's one. It's it's a pure. You know, it's it's the closest one to see to a, like a Google tablet because it's a pure web app tablet. You know, hmm. websites, websites, and web apps. Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not excited about it at all. I, I just want I, four gigabytes seems. Way I too small I want me. to see it to compare. You know, for pure comparison purposes. I want to see how it actually literally stacks up against the iPad. So um, Walker128 in the chat room asks, where's the appeal in a web tablet? I think it's easy. I mean, when I'm sitting oh, on the yeah. couch watching Lost, well, I don't watch Lost, but if I'm sitting on the couch watching Lost or my wife's watching America's Next Top Model or you know, and I'm waiting for the nudie parts to come up, then, I mean, I'm sitting there browsing the web on a laptop right now. I, that's where I see myself using a Slate or a tablet device more than any place else. Sitting on the couch, bus, on an airplane, it's it's not a productivity thing. It's a pure media consumption. Right. It's device. a way way to buy new shit or watch new shit or you know comment on web forums and stuff like that. Speaking of which, what what nudie parts? You know the nudie parts on America. You've never watched America's Sex Top Model. Never watched. Basically, America's they take a whole bunch of really attractive young girls. Well, sometimes not that attractive young girls, just interesting looking young girls, and then they make them do increasingly embarrassing, horrible things because Tyra Banks is kind of sadist. She's mean mean to the youth of America. Okay. You, you heard it here first. Yes. Will likes the nudie parts. Of America's Next Top Model? Of America's it's Next Top Model. It's the only reason to watch America's Next Top okay. Model. All right. Right. See, everybody in the chat room is agreeing with me. They're all watching nudie parts. Nobody watches America's Next Top Model because they want to know how to be a model. Well, I mean. They're if, watching it because there's, a there's you know. You're watching 90% boring no, for, I'm, I'm, for 10% nudie. I'm posting on forums when, for when 90%. You could, when you could watch 90% nudie and get 10% boring. Yeah, but it's, there's, a, there's a whole skeeziness factor mm. there, too. Okay. Right. See, some people are. This is this is a complete disaster. Now we've completely thrown the whole thing off the tracks. Next topic is your Wii Netflix streaming disc on the way yet, Norm? Uh, I don't use my Wii. But, I mean, this I could be a new. This could unlock the hidden power of your Wii. But the Xbox does the same thing. And <laughs> that's something that's funny. Yeah, and the PlayStation Three does the same thing. So. But if you are, if but you, what if you want low def, kind of half-assed, slow GameCube style Netflix? Well, streaming? well, to be to be fair, Netflix streaming is kind of low low def anyway, and that's well, that's I something. Don't know. I mean, the, the HD streams look okay on the PS3. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think the thing, the reason well, the Xbox looks shitty is because the Xbox is bad at decoding video. No, it's it's Silverlight. Microsoft. If, if one thing it does well is it decodes video pretty well. Not not as well not as, as well PS3. As PS3 yeah. not, I mean, it's PS3. a market quality yes. difference. Yeah. Um, okay, so w- does anybody care about we getting Netflix? I mean, in fairness, for Netflix, it's pretty exciting because I'm sure there's, I mean, given the number of Wii's that have been sold, mm-hmm. there are a lot more people that have a, a Wii mm-hmm. than have an Xbox 360 or PS3. 
I just I, I don't think I care that much. I think Netflix should focus more of their efforts buying up server space and processing time to convert their entire library to you know HTML5 compatible footage and and get, you know <laughs> abandoning Silverlight. I don't think I just don't think um not abandoning it, but you know having having more. I don't than think just they Silverlight. can get the DRM that they need with HTML5. I think they have to use Silverlight. D- or DRM is like is the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean CBS is doing it. CBS uh, is. But CBS the owns the material they're streaming too, yes. whereas Netflix has licenses to use the video that they're That's streaming. That's right. So it would be more negotiations. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's business unlikely. getting away in, in the way of you enjoying your entertainment. Well, that's that's uh, you know that's what the government's here for, and and corporations they're here to fuck us over. Last night, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone were on Fresh Air with Terry. Uh, Mm-hmm. What's her, Ter- what's Terry Gross. Terry Gross. Oh. Terry Gross, who not a huge fan of, but great interview. Um, favorite part of the interview. Highly recommended. I'll post a link in the show notes or something. If I actually, I don't think we can post links in the show notes, but we'll, we'll the links on my Twitter feed. It'll be but in the, the comments. You'll be posted as the first. Post comment. in the comments. They actually talked about how they do the voices, and and you know by raising uh, a couple of semitones when they do the voices and. Recording it, you know, and all that. It was very interesting. Uh, they highly gave away all their it. secrets. They gave away all of their secrets. They talked about Scientology. They talked about all the con- they talked about the Prophet Muhammad, all the controversial stuff that's happened over the last ten years. Uh, pretty much, they talked about it. It was a really fantastic interview. And I, like I said, I usually don't like Terry Gross at all because she's she's seems like kind yeah, of a she, fake fan. She has a way of turning statements into questions inadvertently. But I mean, I love South Park and I love the season so far. But if you look at this season, I'm getting a little tired of how clean, I mean, it's all in HD now, and how well produced the show looks. I want South Park to go back to its paper cutout days. Well, okay, so here's the other thing that was interesting in the interview. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but I'm going to because it's my show and not hers. They talked about, basically, they start working on a show on Thursday morning. They work the next week. They finish it at noon on Wednesday, work all night Tuesday night, and it's on the air on Wednesday night. So, I mean, I think they said that that's how they think they get away with a lot of things that they get mm-hmm. away with. But also, I mean, it's astounding that they can produce an animated show in seven days. When you look at traditional animation, even like The Simpsons has a 13-month turnaround well, it's on voice it's all, acting. it's all too. done with computers. Well, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all rendered. It's all keyframes. And, but it looks – I mean, there's a way to do it. I mean, I think it's getting way too complicated. I think, you think they're getting too slick? I think it's way too slick. I think, you know, four seasons from now, it's going to look like The Simpsons – you know, South Park style. It's going to look too rendered. Mm. Well, so so the other thing that they talked about that was really interesting is the things that have changed since they started. Because they talked about how they got started because Terry Gross loves origins. And they talked about all of the process, all the things that have changed, you know, from YouTube and being able to render stuff in, in 45 minutes versus two days and all this other kind of stuff. It's a super interesting interview. And it just reinforced the fact that we live in the future and that, you know, it's a miraculous time. I like Because they were talking about how they started 14 years ago and we're literally doing the whole thing with cardboard oh, yeah. cutouts and, you yeah. know, it was a giant pain in the ass. Next topic, TiVo Premiere reviews. I haven't actually read any TiVo Premiere. I was too busy reading the brouhaha about broken embargoes last night. Does anybody care about TiVo Premiere? I don't care about TiVo. Chat room, do you care about TiVo? I have a theory that TiVo, TiVo is, a, is a mass market technology that will be held back because of its mass market appeal. So I, I love my TiVo just because they kind of do all the user interface stuff exactly right. You know, the, the speed of the UI is great. 
It's really easy to find stuff. It's really idiot proof to do kind of complex tasks like adding time to the end of the recording and all that. It even does a lot of that itself. Very rarely do I miss recording something because the DVR fucked up. I, mean, I don't think I'm going to upgrade series, my series three. It's a series that it's a system that works, but the business model that they have and the way they release new hardware and new software and charge you a lot for it for the upgrade. I think that's a business model that's going to fail eventually, and it only works because it's all people know right now. I mean, well, if but you want, if you I mean, want it's not DVR. Everybody, all the cable companies offer their own DVR. They're just all really shitty. I mean, I used the Comcast provided one for six months, and it was awful. I, open source DVR. That's where I, I want to see good open source DVR. I want to see you but know, nobody, Boxybox be able to do it. But Boxybox isn't a DVR. Boxybox is an internet it's, it's, streaming. It's thing. just it's software. Just... And once more, you know, more content is internet streaming is on demand, on demand, right? Then there's no reason it can't be. I, I suppose. I, I mean, I, I think that. It, we're a long way off from all the stuff that I want to watch being on the internet. I mean, basically, I watch—I don't watch a lot of TV. My wife watches more TV than I do, probably. But I do like watching sports stuff. And I mean, I'm not—I don't see Boxy being able to get me Tennessee football games in the fall, because I mean, it's not a focus for them. And and it's so kind of ephemeral and switches on and off. And I—I I, I don't know. I, I not don't... right now, but five years from now, when it's all IPTV. I mean, all on demand. Here's the thing. It seems like just kind of scanning the chat. It seems like everybody agrees. TiVo, best DVR out there right now. I, I mean, just from a UI perspective, sure. from the speed, getting everything right. It's. I'm still a little bummed that I'm paying twelve dollars a month or fourteen dollars a month or whatever it is for just for them to download program guide info for me, plus some cable card cost to the cable. For, I mean, basically, I'm looking at twenty five bucks on top of my normal cable bill for the privilege of having TiVo. If I took it out, I'd probably end up getting divorced. So I'm happy to pay the $25, but if I was starting now, it would be a hard sell for me to spend $500 on a box and then 15 bucks a month ever after for that. Uh, especially when it seems like the only significant upgrade on the new box for me is uh, two-way cable card support, which enables on-demand you know, kind of programming if your cable provider decides to support it, and an HD UI. So... I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super excited about yeah, it. That's that's too much money to pay. For I'm not at Best Buy things. today. I'll I'll yeah. put it that way. Uh, next topic: Photoshop CS5. Okay. Adobe released a YouTube video, and one of their product managers showing on CS5. First of all, really CS5 already? Well, I mean, CS CS4 has been out for a year and a half. The CS4 has been out for maybe a year. Wikipedia. And the rumors of the CS5 will come out in April. It is. I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's actually announced. So April 10th, CS5. Where is Wikipedia? We need the hold music now. We're looking up. Please hold while we blah, 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 blah. It's tree. Oh, Wikipedia failed me. Oh, wait. Stable release. February 24th, 2009. So it's been out 12 months. So a year, wow, less year than a year and, and a half, you know, a year and two months, and a whole new release. So if you paid $400 for a license in Photoshop, congratulations. Pay $400 more. But nobody buys just individual. I mean, everybody buys one of the sweet packages, I think. Right. I don't think it's, anybody it's, buys it's all just corporate. It's, it's all for schools and for, you know, and, and for you know, professional content producers or people pirate. But the thing is, it, it, I think it's getting ridiculous. Adobe also announced that they lost a ton of money. Like the revenue for CS4 was just not there. CS5 is going to have 64-bit support on OS X, and CS4, I thought, had OS Maybe it's only um, – I, 
It's hard for me to feel sorry for Adobe. They make a ton of money. Well, but I mean, it's no, also Photoshop is without a doubt one of the most pirated applications on the planet. Pro- probably and relatively easy to do so. But I, I think it's too soon. I don't think the features, I mean, it sounds like CS5, based on this feature, great feature, it's something that can be done with a plugin. And as someone pointed out in um, on our site, it's something you can do with a plugin in GIMP. You can download the, the new you can context down, yeah, the, con, the, the content aware filler thing. Yeah. That already exists, maybe not as well and maybe not as fast as how it is implemented in CS5, but it already exists in, in plugin form. So, I mean, it seems like they're bundling one sexy feature at a time. With CS4, it was the 3D rendered, uh, you know, quick zoom and quick quick adjust on yes. on the canvas. Uh, with this, it seems like the context sensitive uh, fill brush. I, I mean, I'd like to see fewer releases, but bigger bigger updates between them. Yeah. As a Photoshop user. Yeah. I mean, this should be maybe sold as like a service pack. So okay. Because every time or, you're, or they, Photoshop they, CS4. They kill compatibility, right? Whatever. Yeah. Like if you move if your company moves up to CS4, you can't use CS3 anymore. It's it's stupid. Well, when we were at Future, I mean we were we were using CS3 on at maximum PC mm-hmm. just because we didn't want to have to update our our PDF flow process from CS3 to CS4. I mean, there's no reason to. When you do it this quickly, then it really, really hurts your chances of getting frequent upgrades. So uh, next topic. This is where the music plays for all you guys who love it. Bam. Is the Nintendo 3DS. All right. That was so, another big announcement this week. I canceled my 3D XL pre-order. Good, because it's obsolete already. I, I kind of still want the big one, but I, I can't justify spending the money. So I think this is the perfect move for Nintendo. It, it's perfect. It, it, you know, really? Just like when the DS Because you're such a out, fan of 3D on the TVs and stuff. No, it's, 3D on TVs doesn't, doesn't work and still hasn't proven to work. But this is where 3D can work especially without glasses no glasses is key here well i mean it's gonna make you crawl it's gonna it's not gonna be a pleasant experience i've tried those sharp the sharpest yeah they you go cross-eyed and start well, barfing because you can only it only works within a certain distance and well no it's because you have to keep your head perfectly still well it only works optimal the, distance yeah. and you do you know get eye strain you can't, but it just as when you know when ds came out yes. and everyone was said the ds was stupid and it was kind of had this half innovative appeal and half like nostalgic appeal. I think this has the same feeling. So here, here's the thing I'm concerned about. In order for the 3D stuff to work, you have to hold it perfectly relative, per, the right exact spot. Right. This is like a you know, 90 degree view angle right. about, I mean, it's, about there. So 90% of the places that I use my DS mm-hmm. are trains, planes, automobiles, cars, things that are moving. Okay. And when you're riding in the airplane, you're kind of bouncing along, you know, bumpy, mm-hmm. bumpy, bum. So that's it's a, not going to work there. That's a problem when the screen is big. When the screen is small and the it's low resolution anyway. I don't know. What happens I, when you move off center is that it just looks more like 2D than 3D. I, I here's the thing. Uh, again, I'm not going to play Final Fantasy three 3D. No, no one's asking you to, and and without any details, we don't know if old games are going to be re-released or old games. Oh, old games are going to be re. You know, old games are going to be re-released. No, that would be the stupid way. That would be the stupid way to do it. That would be the wrong way to do it. That would be the way to get everybody to buy Super Mario Brothers one more time. Well, I I think the right way to do it, and the way they actually did it with um the 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 DS, is that they had a new Super Mario Brothers that took advantage of it. I mean, with 3D. Well, and they've re-released all the old. Like if I bought Super Mario Brothers original 1985. On my Wii Virtual Console, I still have to pay for it again on the DSi. That, and if true. I buy a second DSi, that's true. I got to pay for it one more time. 
That's true, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to succeed unless they let you, unless it's backward compatible with your old cartridges. I mean, and, he, and here's why. The old cartridge, that format, I mean, so many people have those games and they haven't maxed out that format the capacity because you can fit a, a ton more storage on that. Well, that's true. And because it's, technically it is possible. Just like NVIDIA, just like they take a 3D, you know, real-time rendered image and because it's rendered in 3D and they have the frame buffer stuff, they can calculate the angles and get 3D working right. So the left and right images work. It's not like, you know, taking filming something in 2D and then splitting it and putting two images, you know, left and right. It's not that kind of 2D. It's real 3D. And that's just hardware. So if they can, and hardware with software. So that's that makes it technically possible for an old DS game to work perfectly in well, 3D. Well, yeah, but the, there's no there's no incentive. I, we've talked about this enough. I'm tired of talking about the DS 3D I. It's going to be the big 7, news this 9, holiday. 9, so might as well. That and Natal are going to be the big news this holiday. And, and you know what? Speaking of Natal, that also confirmed E3 will be the big announcement. That's the that. reveal, huh? That is the, that is the not just the reveal because everyone's kind of seen well, the videos. But this that's when we get to play when with you it. You have to wait in line for two hours to play with it. And so... It's going to be uh, E3 2006 all over again. You think? I think so. I think. Remember, Do you still think that Natal is Waggle lines? Gaming? What's that? You still think Natal is Waggle Gaming? I, Natal is total Waggle Game. It's Waggle Arm It's Body game. Waggle? Body Waggle. Uh-huh. It's not Lollipop Waggle. It's Body Waggle. Okay. So, takeaway is not that excited about the 3DS iXL 9x12. Kind of interested in Natal. We'll see no more about both at E3. Mm-hmm. Just before we came downstairs, there was a whole list of apps that Apple had kind of goofed up and posted iPad apps on the iPhone, on the Apple store. Sure. The so store. We're now T-minus a week and two days from iPad day. Yes, it is uh, nine days from today. And I think earlier this week was when they said uh, developers... iPad apocalypse? What, is there a word for this? I, iPad... What's the op- word for this, guys? Yeah, well, that's the, this is something... Chat room, that, iPad day is... The, that's, that's, come on, you can do better than that. iPad Ocalypse. iPad Ocalypse. iPad Ocalypse. 2010. 2010. So earlier this week, developers, Apple opened submissions for developers to. Submissions, eh? Yes. People who have worked on SDK could. So things like Instapaper and Plants vs. Zombies. And and some developers started talking about it. Um, But just today, uh, a list of the approved apps was leaked. Hmm. And among them. This is exciting. Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies. I love Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies, which, I mean, that's actually, I'm, I'm kind of confused by it because that's a game that I would see uh, scale perfectly. Maybe I'm playing Plants vs. Zombies rise. right now. I'm, I'm, I played on the iPhone and it's just fine on the iPhone. It's not as good on the iPhone. It, it is it's too small. fine on the iPhone. Bigger, higher resolution is high, going to so benefit that game. High resolution will benefit. High resolution will benefit, but it's also a game that I think will scale fine. So if they make me pay an additional five bucks for it, I might be a little unhappy. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're gonna have to pay an extra five. I. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the app because some of them are doing new apps, some of them are doing old apps. I know that like Instapaper, which mm-hmm. that guy posted a blog, uh, blog post yesterday about the iPad, said anybody who's paid for the pro version of his app because there's a free and, a, right. and like a two dollar or three dollar version will automatically get the that. IPad that would be ideal. I would love that. And so some of the other apps, uh, Worms HD, and Worms actually was pretty terrible uh, on the iPhone. The iPhone version was no good. Oh, I'm a notorious worms. worms hater. So, uh, I, well, I, we're, that's we can talk about it at a different time. Uh, flight control HD and um, flight control is the one where you have to land the airplanes on the runways yes, and all that. Yes, yeah. 
and Labyrinth, Labyrinth Two. So that's I think that's the, the tilty one. one, with the, one. Yeah. With that, the I think that's that's a game that would be perfect because then you get higher resolution and bigger. What somebody should effect. do is build a pole that you rest your iPad on, so it, it actually feels. Nah, like I don't it. know. Okay, maybe that's a bad idea. You're talking accessories now. Well, <laughs> accessories for an individual game, and all the console gamers out there know how well that worked. Yesterday at CTIA again, or maybe the day before. Now I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, AT&T actually announced their pricing and details for their femtocell. Uh, it's called the 3G microcell. Femtocells, if you don't know, are basically little tiny 3G cell towers that live in your house. You connect them to your broadband. If you live in a dead spot or a poor reception area, or you don't get phone coverage anywhere in your house but the bathroom, like me. Uh, and what that does is lets you uh, connect your phone calls, and they go out over your broadband connection instead of over AT&T or Sprint or whoever's wireless network. Uh, Sprint and Verizon have had them out for a long time. They cost different things on those providers. However, if you live in a dead spot and you have a provider, then usually you can get them to pay uh, the, the to foot the bill for the fem to sell if you complain enough. AT&T is, is doing something especially egregious, I think. <laughs> they are, uh, I think, where Sprint charges $50 or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I, I am, and to be clear, I'm totally okay with charging something so that there's it's an extra there needs know, to be an impediment yes. so that everybody whether you need one or not doesn't call and order sure. them and just not use them practical business decision right i mean that that makes smart however uh at&t at is charging 150 bucks <laughs> thank you that's astounding to me that that is i mean unreasonable for to to fix their shitty so so I'm thinking okay I mean I can if, if you get a, if you pay 150 bucks and then you don't have to use minutes or whatever yes. on your bill when you call over the femtocell mm-hmm. I, I can I can almost get behind that because I can I can totally rationalize that mm-hmm. but no wait if you want to not eat minutes when you're using your broadband connection to make calls how much would you pay for that a month Norm uh, like five bucks two bucks three ninety five three fifty maybe that's Sounds, sounds Five bucks right. seems yeah. about right. Yeah. I mean, that's what Sprint charges, so yeah. that's fair. Yeah. No, it's twenty dollars a month. Holy, so it's one hundred fifty dollars plus twenty dollars a month. If you want to not eat minutes when you call out using your broadband connection. Wow. So, so here's the, here's the fucked so, up so thing. Well, why why do you live in such a crappy area? Maybe maybe you're the problem. I it could you know. I AT&T learned an important giving lesson. You, giving you a, a lesson in in, uh, in I learned in, an important lesson about checking cell service. When you bought your house, did you check cell service in the house before you uh, signed the papers? No, no, no. Maybe oh. that's oh, so it's not something you thought of, huh? That's why it's best to live near an uh, like a cell phone store because that's actually the best place you're gonna get cell phone reception. Ne- that's true. If you live upstairs store. from the cell phone store, you're totally covered. Yes. So okay, so. I was pretty pissed off about it. I wrote a little – I mean the thing that annoys me more than anything else is the, the press release was written in such a way that it seemed – the, the implication was AT&T was doing me a favor by only charging me $20 for newly unlimited phone calls using the broadband connection that I'm paying 50 or 80 or whatever dollars yeah. a month for. How, how much does that tax your broadband connection? Well, it's video voice. It's nothing. Nothing, right? Right. Okay. But here's the other – here's the even more fucked up thing. You're my friend. You come over to my house. Mm-hmm. You have an iPhone too, so that means yes. you're also enjoying the fruits of my yes, AT&T right. dead in, spot. In order to make a phone call, I have to use the bathroom. In order, right? In order to make a phone call, you have to go to the bathroom, and then we all think you're doing something else in mm-hmm. there and screaming at it at the same yes. time. So, in order for me to add you and have you listed as somebody who's able to connect my femto cell, mm-hmm. I have to log into their site. I can only add ten people. Wow. 
So that means I can, my wife and I can connect and then we can add eight more people and that's it for 150 bucks, $20 a month. I I'm could not be more anti this product. So if you call me at home, you better hope I'm in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. That's the takeaway. Oh, any contests coming up? CalGod2 asks. That is a very good point. We're giving away an iPad. Uh, we'll give it away probably the Monday after two weeks, uh, a week from Monday, I guess. Are we going to create an interesting challenge? Well, the interesting challenge will be that you have to sign up for our Facebook page or Twitter uh, account. So do it now. Twitter.com slash testedcom or Facebook.com slash testedcom. Right? We, we can't promise the iPad won't be, won't be manhandled beforehand. No, no. I, we won't open the one that we give away. Oh, okay. I mean, unless if we destroy, we'll we'll worry about that when we get to it. We'll send you a new iPad. It's probably going to be a 32 gig model, if I had to guess, maybe a 64, probably not a 16. So that's nice. Um, and then we also have some other stuff to give away. We have a ton of spec cases. Uh, we have some Microsoft, cool Microsoft keyboards. What else? Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, we'll get more stuff as time goes on. We got awesome contests. Yes, but I think um, the, the way international. To... I don't know. We'll have to kind of play that by ear. Um, it, it's it's challenging legally to have international competitions but we'll see what we can do but but sign up for facebook and twitter and if you have friends in the u.s maybe we can send stuff to them and do an end around around the bad laws or something like that so uh for norman chan i'm will smith as always if you like the show please hit itunes send us a send us a review perfectly positive there's a really funny review on there right now that is clearly for the wrong podcast it's about sailing or something i thought that was kind of cool that's not funny. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Zoom. Uh, we're on Facebook at uh, tested.com slash – no, sorry. Facebook.com. Facebook slash testedcom. That's correct. Uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash testedcom. And uh, we'll tell you what we're doing, what's going on on the site, and uh, how you can win awesome prizes. So and you know what? Don't worry. I know we talk about a lot about the iPad because that is the, the next big tech thing to come out. But we will have plenty of good non-iPad content yeah. and coverage. Uh, next week and the week after. For all Apple haters, we lo we love you guys too. But yeah, so we'll have a lot of good stuff. And Especially the nudie. Yeah, the nudie. I mean, th those are the best bits of Top Model, let's be honest. So anyway, for Norman Chan, uh, I'm Will Smith. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh, and just remember, the live show is always on when we're here and not dying of some sort of illness on Thursday around 4 p.m. So uh, watch the Twitter feed. We'll announce it a couple of days in advance and then a couple of hours out uh, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, which is 7 p.m. Eastern. And the rest of you can do the math. So thanks for listening. Bye, guys. That's why you stay on script. Stop broadcast. Stop broadcast. Uh.